Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to another episode of Be You with Declan Edwards. You are about to listen to Season 5, Episode 7 of the show, and yet again, we have a topic request today. By the way, if you've been listening to this show for a while and there's a topic you'd like us to explore and to cover as part of the show, just reach out to us on social media. So this one actually came from uh, one of our members who said this would be a really valuable topic to cover on the podcast so that more people could get access to it. This is actually something we did a deep dive session on as part of our happiness college. So our members were able to go in and do a full hour masterclass and workshop online uh, on this topic and learn more about it and practice it. And, you know, one of the things that came back was like, hey, this is actually really cool to put on the show and on the podcast, like a little condensed version. So we decided that that's exactly what we do. We'd give back and, and, and share it. So what we are going to be covering today is the six psychological needs. So they're the six things that as human beings, we need all of them in order to thrive and to be fulfilled and happy, but you will normally have a preferred two and an overlooked one. So it's part of your personal development journey and personal growth journey to recognize, okay, which two do I over rely on a little bit too much? And which one do I undervalue and underutilize? And then obviously the goal here is flexibility to learn between, to move between all of them. So it's quite an exciting topic. It's one that I've found personally incredibly valuable. I know Amy, who's our head of coaching and development, regularly shares this with her members because she feels it was one of the most impactful and powerful tools that she gained uh, in her personal development and happiness journey way back when she started getting coached by us at BU before she went on to become a qualified coach and end up joining our team. To this day, she still looks back on her and goes, that was one of the most powerful things that helped me and continues to help me live a happy and fulfilling life. So make sure you stick around for this one. It's going to be really valuable. Let's get into it. Okay, so let's kickstart this conversation about the six psychological needs. As I said at the start, they're all important. I want to highlight that again from the get-go. All of these needs are important. There's no one right or wrong one. They all have their strengths and their limitations, and it's more about learning how to nurture and cultivate flexibility within ourselves so we can move between each of them. Now, the best way to learn the psychological needs, and by the way, this is uh, a tool and a resource that was developed by Tony Robbins and his team at the Robbins Research Center. So it's been something that they've been using for many, many, many years, and it's uh, something that we love sharing with our listeners as well. So full credit to Tony Robbins and his team at Robbins Research. Um, the best way to learn it from our perspective is to recognize that these six psychological needs are actually three groups of paired needs. So think of it as two needs on the opposite end of a spectrum. So the best way to learn this is to, to just dive straight into it. So for example, the first grouping is certainty versus variety or certainty versus uncertainty, certainty versus change, right? They're on opposite ends of the psychological spectrum. They're both important. So certainty, for example, this is also known as a psychological need for control or a psychological need for stability. Now, if you imagine life where there's no certainty, no control, no structure, no um, stability in your life, how do you feel? Now, what that leads to is overwhelm, stress, anxiety, chaos, right? It's, it's, It's not how we as a species are designed to thrive. Now, if you are heavily reliant on certainty, if this is your primary need of the six, you are someone who's more likely to struggle with anxiety, overwhelm, and stress because you're trying to control an uncontrollable world. 
right? So often what we see when someone's overly reliant on the psychological need of certainty is they try and make uncertain things certain. Big examples of that, relationships are uncertain, people are uncertain, the weather each day is uncertain, right? There's a lot that you don't have control over, but by God, will you try if you're a certainty-driven person, right? Now, the strengths of the certainty-driven psychological driver is, yeah, there is this strength in planning and structure and, you know, being quite, um, yeah, stable in how they approach life. It's like, okay, we've got our routines, we've got our systems, we've got our structures, we've got our habits, and we can follow through on that and maintain that quite well. So that's something to consider when we look at, again, like with each of these six psychological needs, there are massive strengths to them. There's also massive drawbacks if we get stuck there. And there are going to be chapters and times in your life that may be more uncertain than others. And if you're only stuck on needing uh, the psychological need of certainty to feel happy and, and fulfilled, you might struggle a bit more to meet that need if you are in a particularly uncertain or challenging chapter of your life. So obviously what would be beneficial in that chapter is can we have the flexibility within ourselves to move across to the psychological need of variety? Now, this psychological need, the great saying here is, you know, change is the spice of life or variety is the spice of life, right? A good change is as good as a good holiday. Again, if you imagine a life with no change, it ends up feeling a bit boring, monotonous, robotic, stagnant, stuck in a rut. And if that's how you're feeling, you might be lacking a bit of this psychological need. We do need uh, some change in our lives and some variety. And so if you are heavily uh, dependent on this one, if this is your primary psychological need, what you may find is you struggle with follow through and commitment. It's almost like the grass is always greener mentality and the shiny object syndrome. Like you chase the next exciting idea because change is great and the newest thing is the best thing. (laughs) And so there might be a bit of a fear or a challenge with commitment on this side. Now, obviously, those are some big drawbacks to having a primary psychological need of variety. However, there is some great strengths here. And, you know, if this is you, you tend to be a bit more creative. There's a bit of like a, um, you know, you're good at ideation. You're good at sort of coming up with new, exciting ideas. There's a bit of almost a visionary sort of um, uh, strength in, in this one. Again, the aim of the game is can we balance these two? And what I'd encourage you to do as we look at each of these pairings is go, which way do I skew a bit more? Right? Maybe you skew a little bit more into the certainty side. You like structure and routine in your life. You're the kind of person who when you go to a restaurant, you'll be like, okay, I'll order that because I know it's going to be good because I've had it before. If you're a variety person, you're like, okay, I like change. I like mixing things up. I like shaking things. I get bored quickly. Right, That's a big sign of the variety when I get bored when things go too commonly and too too well. and I don't like structure. Right. And so what we can look at there is, okay, which way do we skew a little bit? That doesn't necessarily mean it's your primary or, or main one, but we can skew. Similarly, I'd love for you to be asking yourself, do I completely undervalue and overlook either of these? Do I not see the value and importance and strengths of it? Because if so, okay, that's one that we want to lean into and nurture. That's our missing one or our overlooked one. If we move to the next two pairings, the next two is we have uh, connection and significance. Now, first, you might be like, how are those opposite? Let me explain. Connection is a psychological need to feel like we have something in common and we're part of something other than ourselves. So it is built on shared experience, shared memory, shared values, shared beliefs. It's Connection is fundamentally built on this is what you and I have in common. This is what makes us the same to some degree. Uh, significance, on the other hand, is the psychological need and desire to stand out as a unique individual, to be different. 
And so that's why they're opposite, right? Whereas connection is more, what do we have in common? What makes us the same here? Significance is built on, what do we have that's different? What makes me a unique individual and different from you? What makes me who I am versus, you know, someone else? And what we can look at here is, again, the strengths and weaknesses for each one. So obviously the connection, strengths, these are, you know, great relationship builders, great people, people, like really love to help, really love to be around other people. Um, Normally quite charismatic as well. The, the downside of the connection driver is it's very easy to slip into being a people pleaser or a human chameleon, trying to be what everyone else wants you to be. Because if you're trying to find what we have in common, you're repeatedly changing parts of yourself to match that. On the flip side with significance, right? Now we can go about significance in two ways. We can go, what makes me different from you in terms of like accomplishment and achievement or what makes me different in terms of like uniqueness and expression and individuality? Right. And so when we look at that driving a significance, there's a strength there around these people tend to be quite uh, individualistic. Uh, They're quite good with uh, if they're the achievement focused ones following uh, goals and achieving goals and and accomplishing along their life. The downside of this, if we are over leaning in significance and not valuing connection as much is we can become lonely, isolated, disconnected. Right, we start to, and to be honest, if you go to the really unhealthy extremes of this spectrum, you can be quite conceited and arrogant. And so, again, what we're aiming for here is the flexibility. This was a huge one for me. Like traditionally, uh, one of my primary two is significance, and my wife Siobhan, one of her primary two is connection. And so, uh, the story I share with people about this is when we first started dating. It was a commonplace practice for her to have dinner with her family at least once a week. And I hadn't done that for years. And I felt so uncomfortable about it. I thought it was a huge waste of time. I wasn't interested. Like, by the way, you may already be guessing connection was my missing one. (laughs) And so I just didn't see the value in it. I didn't want to be involved. And little bit by little bit, I learned to see the, the importance of actually nurturing healthy connection and leaning into that psychological need as well and not just missing it for the sake of pursuing significance. Yeah, so that was a big part of my personal development was to go, hey, how do I get a bit more flexibility here and not be so stuck in pursuing that psychological need of significance? How do I also value and nurture and strengthen that psychological need for connection? So again, I'll encourage you to ask, you know, am I leaning more one way or the other there? Do I overlook one of them uh, and and not see the value importance of it? Do I get stuck in one of them? And then as we move down, the, the, the final pairing I say move down because in my mind, I always teach this in sets of three moving down a page. Uh, But the final pairing is contribution versus growth. So contribution, more about what are we giving to others and giving to the world? What are we putting out? Growth, what are we acquiring? What are we gaining as an individual? So that could be personal growth, financial growth, career growth, right? Like this, we're taking the next steps, whatever those steps are that you've decided represent growth. And that's the thing. You can like... You can have two different people who are pursuing completely different things, but they have the same psychological driving need of growth. It's just the way that they express growth. One person might see that from a personal growth lens. One person might see it from a career and financial growth lens. It's still the same psychological need of growth. Yeah. So what we can look at there, again, strengths and weaknesses. So contribution, beautiful. Great strengths there. Obviously very giving, very caring, very kind-hearted. The downside of this, we can almost make ourselves a martyr. So we can... lean too much into giving and not give back to ourselves. We can feel a lot of guilt around self-care if you're getting stuck in this one. Um, A lot of guilt over prioritizing your own needs. And it's actually quite a quick path to burnout because you give, 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 give. You don't know when to stop. 
On the flip side, growth, obviously great strengths there in terms of, again, accomplishment, pursuit of more, sort of chasing that next step and that next big meaningful achievement in life. Uh, the downside here is you could be chasing something that doesn't actually matter to you. That's a big one if you're not clear on who you are or what your values are. Uh, or you could get stuck on the hedonic treadmill of always chasing the next best thing, right? So whereas variety, they'll chase the new idea for the sake of chasing the new idea, growth is, well, the next accomplishment is when I'll be happy. It's classic, I'll be happy when. I'll be happy when I make this much or I'll be happy when I get the promotion. So again, what we want to be looking at here is where do you sit on the spectrum of, the, of, of those six, right? If we look at certainty, variety, connection, uh, significance, contribution, and growth, what are the two that you're like, yeah, those mean a lot to me and I lean into them um, quite wholeheartedly. Sometimes I get stuck there. You know, sometimes I, I pursue them to a fault. And what's the one that you're like, oh, I hadn't actually considered that as an important value in my life or an important psychological need. I tend to overlook it and not lean into it enough, right? Once you have that self-awareness, obviously the next step is to begin exploring what might it look like for you to begin leaning more into those under that under-nurtured one and letting go a little bit of the overdeveloped one, the one that you lean a little too hard into. Now, if you are getting stuck identifying your core needs, um, there's a great way to do it. Five wise theory. You go, what are big goals in your life that matter to you right now? Write down your goals and you go, okay, why does that goal matter to me? You can answer, why does that matter to me? You can answer, why does that matter to me? You can answer, eventually, if you do that enough times, it will actually spit out one of these psychological needs. But to say it's a oh, goal at the moment, I want to buy a house. Okay, why does that matter to me? Um, I want to know that it's my own and I want to get out of the rent cycle. I'm just making these up as I go. Okay, why does that matter to me? Well, because I want to have something I can pass on to my kids. Okay, why does that matter to me? I want to be able to feel like I've given them a lot in life. So giving there, we're looking probably more down the line of contribution. Whereas if it's like, okay, well, why do we want to buy our own house, get out of the rent cycle? Why does that matter to me? Um, I just want to know something's mine. Okay, cool. Why does that matter? We, we could end up on certainty there right? Of stability of like, okay, I know that the rent's not going to increase. I know I'm not going to be kicked out of my home. I know it's just locked in, you know, for the next three decades. Could be an achievement thing. So it could be more down the route of um, significance. If they were like, oh, well, I want to be the first in my friendship circle to get my own house. That's probably more of a significance thing focused on what makes us different there. It could be a connection one. It could be, you know, I want to have my own house so I can really make it mine. I want to be able to paint things. I want to be able to create a family space. Uh, that's this nice, beautiful home for me to connect with my loved ones. That's obviously connection. So again, the same external goal, depending on the person and how you're pursuing it, could be any of these psychological needs. So it's for you to sit down and go, okay, what are the goals that matter most to me right now? And what's the psychological need that I'm actually trying to meet through that goal? That's a fantastic way to find your core psychological needs. And just again, begin that reflective process of which ones am I over-relying on? Which ones am I under-relying on? And what would it look like to become more flexible in my approach to these six important things that lead to a happy and fulfilling life and with that said we have reached the end of yet another episode of be you with Declan Edwards I hope you enjoyed this one and thank you to our members who recommended that we put this one on the show as I said before if you do have a topic you'd like us to cover just flick us a message over on social media so on Instagram it's Declan Edwards be you to connect with me or Declan Edwards underscore be you or you can go to be you underscore coaching to connect with our whole team um uh, and make sure as well that you head over to our website. We release a, a great amount of free uh, or low-cost tools to help you build your happiness and well-being. And if you are someone who's looking to accelerate their personal development and their happiness and really fast-track it, 
Of course, you can find out more about our Happiness College over on the website as well. As always, those links are in the show notes. And thank you once again to everyone who has been kind-hearted enough. If you're one of your driving psychological needs is contribution, one of the best ways for you to contribute to this show is to like it, subscribe, review, share. Um, just put it out there to help us spread that positive ripple effect. Uh, it does mean the world to us and it doesn't take that long, but it makes a difference. Hey, if your psychological needs significance, I can tell you that a very small percentage of people who listen to this show actually go and leave a written review. A lot of people will subscribe to it and give the five stars, which we appreciate, but a small percentage of people will go that extra mile and write a lovely sentence for us. Hey, if your driving needs significance, that's a great way to match it. <laughs> and if it's growth, of course, you're meaning that by being here, by listening to a personal growth podcast. As always, though, make sure you go put these insights into action because that's where the growth truly occurs. So until the next time we talk, you know what we do, make an impact, start with self and be you.